take your Bibles this morning. Turn with me to the book of John. Book of John and chapter 5. We continue working our way through chapter this morning. We've come to verses 17 through 30, which seem to change gears just a little bit. Remember the line principle here in this chapter is the authority of Jesus or Jesus' authority. It was manifested in his taking the impotent man and healing him, making him whole. It was also manifested the fact that he did it on the Sabbath day. The seventh day of the week. Which in this section, verses 17 through 30, we'll even get into to more of that, his authority to do that on that day. And that is because in this section he is equal with God. He is equal with God. So, as we read these 14 verses. Keep that thought in mind. Jesus is equal with God. Verse 17. But Jesus answered them. That is the Jews. The Jews who were now beginning to persecute him and, and wanting to slay him because he did the deed on the Sabbath day. Jesus' response to them was, My Father worketh hitherto, and I work. Therefore the Jews sought the Lord to kill him, because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his Father, making himself equal with God. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son of Man can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do, for what soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. For the Father loveth the Son, 
and showeth him all things that himself doeth, and the will, and he will show him greater works than these, that ye may marvel. For as the Father raiseth up the dead, and quickeneth them, even so the Son quickeneth whomsoever whom he will. For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. That all men should know, should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not Son honoreth not the Father which hath sent him. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath the Son, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself, and hath given him authority. To execute judgment also because he is the Son of Man. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in the which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice. It shall come forth they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which hath sent me. Jesus, in submission, is claiming God is his Father, and in works, <laughs> and actions, he is equal. He is equal was father in works and in mind he is equal verses 17 and 18 we definitely see the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ as we do in, in all these verses that we just said Jesus Christ is deity Jesus is divine. Jesus, Father, God, 
is from above. And he sent Jesus to this earth. So Jesus is from above. Jesus is equal with God. What we have in verses 17 and 18 is the first of seven proofs of the absolute deity of Christ. There's there's seven proofs which Jesus gives of his absolute deity. Notice that he said in verse 17, My Father. My Father. Not our Father. But my In the Sermon on the Mount, when he began to teach, to instruct the multitudes. And he got to the subject of prayer, and not praying as do the hypocrites pray. And he said, pray in like manner. Pray in this manner. Our Father, which art in heaven. He didn't say that here. He didn't say our Father. He said, my Father. My Father. Jesus identified himself directly with the Father and was saying that he had a a unique relationship, a Father-Son relationship, with God. And for proof of that, verse 18, the Jews understood. The Jews clearly understood what Jesus was saying by that. They understood clearly that he had said God was his father making him his son the son as we think about the son for just a moment turn with me to the book of Romans in chapter 8 Romans chapter 8 In verse 32, in in the book of John, chapter 3, verse 16, for, For God so loved the world that He gave, He gave His only begotten Son. And so whoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. He gave His Son. He sent His Son. He gave his son to be propitiation, to be the redemption, to redeem his people from their sin. 
Romans chapter 8, verse 32, he that spared not his own son, he sent him. He gave him. He gave him to die. <laughs> On the cross of Calvary. He gave him to become a curse. To suffer my curse, to suffer my condemnation, to suffer your curse, to suffer your condemnation. He gave him. He spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? His son. He did that through his son. Jesus. These Jews also understood clearly that he was making himself equal with God. This is not the only time that, that he, he did that, that he made himself equal. In fact, later on, he, he comes up forth in plain language. Come with me to, uh, back to John in chapter 10. Sometime later from the events of the 5th chapter in the 10th in the chapter of the book of John. We have in verse 27... Jesus speaking here, he says, to, to the Jews, <laughs> to these ones that were now angry and sought the more to kill him. He says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I'm going to pause there just for a moment. This is not part of the subject, but I'm going to pause there just for a moment. Does Jesus know you? Are you following him? Are you a true follower of Jesus? A true follower of Jesus denies himself. He's humble. He crucifies his desires and his passions, which are fleshly, which are worldly, which are evil and wicked. And he walks as Jesus walked. Just think about that. Are you a follower of Jesus? Does he know you? <clears throat> and he says in verse 28, and he says, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Pay attention to what he said here. No one is going to be able to pluck them out. Of, no one is able to pluck them out of my hand, he said. Now notice, 
He's not done speaking. Keep that in your mind. No man can pluck them out of his hand. The Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. It can't be plucked out of the hand of Jesus. It can't be plucked out of the hand of the Father. What is Jesus saying here? Verse 30. I and my Father are one. I am equal with the Father. The works the Father does, I do. The works that I do, the Father does. Keep that thought in your mind. Verse 31. The Jews took up stones again to stone him. Why? Why? Because he was claiming that he was equal. He didn't, he didn't beat around the bush any longer. He just come out with it. I and my father are one. We're equal. We're the same. Romans 8, 32. He spared not. Father spared not his own son, delivered him up for us all. How shall he now with him also forgive us all things? I'm glad the Father gave the Son up. Gave the Son to die. For me, that's a humiliating thought. That's a humbling thought. If you really realize the depths of your depravity, if you really realize the depths of your sin, and the Holy One gave His Holy One to be sin. For me, for us. And we might have eternal life through the redemption that is in his blood. Jesus also said in this verse, verse 17 of our text, my Father worketh hitherto. My, in other words, my Father has always worked and He continues to work up to this very present day and time. Every Sabbath included. In other words, my father keeps on working. He never stops. God never ceases to work. Even on the Sabbath. Even on the Lord's day. 
the Christian shouted. Oh, I know. It's true that Scripture says that he rested on the seventh day. He rested on the Sabbath day. But it was from his works of creation that he rested. He didn't cease from all works. In other words, the, the works of creating the heavens and earth, it was all complete. It was finished. It was done. There was no more to do and he ceased from those labors of creation he say, ceased from those labors of making something new that had never been into existence before he ceased from those works his works of sustaining his work of overseeing, his work of providence, his work of love, his work of mercy, his work of compassion. It, they continued on. Turn with me back to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 1. Verse 31. After that he created man, male and female, in his image, the last work of his of creation. After that he created, we have this record in verse 31. And God saw everything that he had everything in chapter 1, everything that he had done. He looked over it all. The six days of creation. And behold, it was very good. How good was it? <laughs> very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Thus, and the earth were finished and all the host of them every, his work of creation was finished it was done and on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made his work of creation he ended and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. <laughs> work of creation. He rested from, he ceased from that. There was no more to be done. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. <laughs> he rested from his works of creation. He has continued to work and continues to work ever since. 
He needs no rest. He doesn't grow sleepy. He doesn't grow drowsy. You know, it seems like I get in a, a certain period of the afternoon where my eyes just get really heavy and I want to doze off if I'm not active about something. I get drowsy, sleepy, not gone. Furthermore, I work, and now I work a couple hours, I do a couple hours work, and I'm, I'm tired, I'm, I'm, <laughs> then I have a, my goodness, I used to work nonstop, eight, nine, ten hours a day, think nothing of it. Now, two hours of work and I'm done. See what you got to look forward to, brother? God doesn't get tired. He's not like man. Turn with me to the book of Psalms. The book of the Psalms in chapter 121. Psalms 121, and look with me at verse 3. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. Think about that. Oh, Halloween, I'm glad. Well, here's, if he, if, if he grew sleepy, if he grew drowsy, well, then maybe my foot would, would get moved, would get... I would stumble and fall. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't be there to catch me, to pick me up as quickly as he needed to be. And before, before he realized that I'd fallen. Or what about if he, what, if, what about if he fell asleep? Remember a few years ago, Brother Frank, he, he fell over in his apartment and, and he lay there for almost 20 hours. Crying for somebody to help him. More of God's left. And you fell. You'd have to wait till he woke up. To get help. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. He, he, he's not only going to not sleep, but he doesn't grow drowsy. He doesn't grow sleepy. Behold, he that keepeth Israel and he that keepeth me shall neither slumber nor sleep. <laughs> Wonderful, magnificent God that we have. Do you recognize it? Well, He said, my father, 
worketh hitherto. <laughs> Irregardless of what day of the week it is, you can be sure your Heavenly Father is working. And I praise God that He is. Think about it. I need, I need His works of mercy. I need His works of mercy every day. Not just six days a week, but I need His works of mercy every day. I need, I need grace for every trial, irregardless of what day of the week it comes. Those trials come. I need grace to go through it. It seems like our trials and our tribulations that we endure and that we suffer we go through. It doesn't matter what day of the week. They come days of the week. I thought about sliced my hand. Cut a tendon in there. Sprung up into here on a Sunday morning. I was getting ready to go to church. Guess what? Blood squirting out here like this, you know. Give me a towel. Slap it on there. Take me to the hospital. I spent Sunday in the hospital. Had surgery. They had to go up in there and get that tendon and pull it back down there and staple it together. Sew me back up. That was a Sunday. See? Those things come on. I needed grace. Actually, the truth of the matter is, my wife needed more grace than I did that day. I was fine. My blood pressure was normal. ER. I said, aren't you excited a bit? I said, well, no, there's no need. My wife's excited both of us. <laughs> you know? But they didn't take her blood pressure. My father, he was hitherto what Jesus say? And I work. Oh, boy. And I work. <laughs> that is, he is absolutely co-equal with the Father. He is co-efficient with the Father. He produces and causes to exist, as does the Father, even on the Sabbath, even seven days a week. <laughs> My father worketh hitherto, and I also work, <laughs> Jesus said. I work irrespective of the day of the week that it is. For you're in need of my grace. You're in need of mercy. You're in need of compassion. Love. 
No one loves and cares for me like Jesus. I think there's a song in our old hymn book. Does Jesus care? And goes all the scenarios. Yes, Jesus cares. He's touched with our grief. He's touched with our feelings. Doesn't matter what day of the week that it is. Turn with me to the book of Colossians. The book of Colossians. Chapter 1. I want verses 16 and 17, but we're going to go back to verse 12 to, to, to read and, and pick up the thought here that is prevalent. Verse 12 of chapter 1 of Colossians. Giving thanks unto the Father. <laughs> or give thanks to the Father. What for? Which hath made meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints of light in light. It's the Father. The Father has made us suitable to be partakers of the inheritance in the light. Who has delivered us Father, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, he delivered us from the power of darkness. He translated us into the kingdom of His Son, in whom, in the Son, we have redemption through His blood and the forgiveness of sins. Who is the Son is the image of the invisible God. The Son is the image likeness the true likeness of the invisible God the firstborn of every creature for by him the son were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth visible and invisible whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers all things were created by him and for him and he is before all things. He existed before all of the works of creation. He's eternal. The Son is eternal as the Father is eternal. And by him, all things consist. All things stand. In other words, all things are held in place. Isn't that amazing? Jesus said, My Father worketh hitherto, and I work. You're going to see in a little bit as we go on. The Father does not work independently of the Son. The Son does not work independently of the Father. The Holy Spirit does not work independently of the Father or the Son. <laughs> They're in unison. One works 
It's the works of the other as well. He said he was equal with God. And therefore, he had the right to work the same as did his father. They do not work independently. One or the other. So, the example. Our salvation is it by Jesus Christ? <laughs> well, yeah. It's by Jesus Christ. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in His shed blood. But you can't discount the work of the Father in our salvation. You can't discount the work of the Son in our salvation. You can't discount the work of the Holy Spirit in our salvation. <laughs> they don't work in the of one another. They're equal. Therefore, Verse 18, 18, those old Jews, this angered them. Therefore the Jews sought the more. Oh, to a greater extent. That word more, to, to a greater. They were, they were the greater determined to kill him. Because he not only worked on the Sabbath, but because he claimed God was his father, which made him equal. Read it there in verse 18. They understood what he was saying. He, they understood him to be saying, I'm equal with God. I'm equal. With the Father. To them, he broke the Sabbath law, claiming he had the same authority as God. Well, <laughs> did he or did he not? The authority to work. And to do good on the Sabbath. Another time in, in the book of Matthew in chapter 12, when we've looked at there, that a couple times. <laughs> Jesus tried to reason with him. Acts of mercy. Acts of kindness. Compassion. What well, one of you, if you have an ox that falls into the ditch... Deliver him out of that ditch on the Sabbath. But they still continued on in high-mindedness and their pride and the, their egotism. 
Listen, I'm glad this morning. I'm glad that he saves, irrespective of the day of the week. I'm glad that he saves men, women, boys and girls, seven days a week. He doesn't stop his work of salvation just because it's a particular day. I'm glad that seven days a week, 24 hours a day, he keeps me saved. He keeps me saved. Back to Psalms 121, verses 3 and 4. He that keepeth thee does not slumber nor sleep. I'm glad. I'm glad my confidence is in the Almighty. The Almighty to save. The Almighty to keep me saved. As I said earlier, I'm glad that, that His work of mercy is there every day. I'm glad that, that, that His grace is, is there every day. I'm glad He causes the sun to rise every day. And to go through its cycle, and the earth to go through its orbit. And the stars and the moon continue to shine. It's by the sustaining power of God. The sun. <laughs> Turn with me. The book of Hebrews in close. Book of Hebrews in chapter one. Verse one of chapter one. God who at sundry times, at various times, and in divers manners and in various ways, spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets hath in these last days since the coming of Christ the first time hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son whom he hath appointed heir of all things by whom also he made the worlds <laughs> The Son made the worlds. Who being, notice this statement, who being the brightness of His glory. Oh, Jesus Christ is the brightness of the glory of God. And the express image, He is the perfect image of God. 
and just and righteous and is God the Father. And upholdeth all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins, cleansed our sins, Jesus Christ, the express image of God the Father, the express image of holiness, justice, and righteousness, cleansed me by the shedding of his blood and the imputation of his righteousness unto me in salvation. You want a humbling thought, there it is. Sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. He right there with the Father, the majestic Father. One with the Father, equal with the Father. know you? Do you follow me? Do you strive to be holy as he is holy? To be righteous as he is righteous? He said, I do always those things which please my heavenly Father. He's our example. Do you do all that you do to the honor and glory and praise of God the Father? As did Jesus? Do you go about irrespective of who people are? Loving them? Caring? Having compassion on them, being merciful as the Jesus. You don't see any that came to him. You don't see him turning away. But he did what was within his power to do. To heal, to be compassionate, to be loving, and caring for them. Shall we stand?